Man, if you if you can sing and want to sing, we'd love to have you sing in specials. I would sing, but it'd be real special. And uh, but sometimes I have to. When I can't get them to sing specials, I have to sing special. Amen. Y'all doing good this morning? Everybody happy, healthy, and holy? You graduates glad that you're uh, graduated? I didn't hear you. Amen. That old thing. Testing. One, two. Amen. Amen. Am I good? Everybody hear me okay? All right. Well, this morning we're going to be after the, well, who's going to children's church? Yeah, okay. Sorry about that, fellas, gals. Now's the time to go. Amen. Testing. One, two. The book of Acts this morning. Chapter 4. Acts chapter 4. Trying to get situated. Acts chapter 4, we'll start in verse 31 this morning. Acts chapter 4, this is just where we'll start. Three verses here. And when they had prayed, the place was shaken where they were assembled together. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit. And they spoke the word of God with boldness. And the multitude of them that believed were of one heart and of one soul. Neither said any of them that aught of the things which he possessed was his own, but they had all things common. And with great power gave the apostles witness of the resurrection of the Lord Jesus. And great grace was upon them all. Now, I want to say this morning that the greatest manifestation of being full of the Holy Spirit is not speaking in tongues. If that's all you got, thank God for it, but you've missed the boat. If that's all you got, you missed the boat. The manifestation of being full of the Holy Spirit is having confidence and boldness to preach the gospel, to share the gospel in the midst of anything. Not when it's right to be ready in season and out of season. Bible here says they were filled with the Holy Spirit and they spoke the word of God with boldness. And verse 33 says, With great power gave the apostles witness of the resurrection of the Lord Jesus. The witness was that Jesus was alive. How did they give great witness of that? 
by having the boldness to preach a resurrected Jesus from the dead. Boldness and confidence is what happens when you are baptized with the Holy Spirit. When you're walking in the fullness of the Holy Spirit, your mouth will share the gospel in spite of what's going on. Who likes it? Who don't like it? And we'll see today in this very same chapter, as we back up to verse 1 and we work our way through this chapter, of what happens, this is the place where we look to find what should be happening in the book of Acts in the new covenant experience of being full of the Holy Spirit. Not some book about Azusa Street. Not some book about somewhere you wasn't there, you didn't see, and you don't know. But you've been given a Bible to be able to behold the words that are in it, and only through the Word of God can faith come and bring you the benefits of being a child of God. I don't care what book. I throw books in the trash. I throw books in the trash all the time. My son Noah and his wife came home recently and went in my study, and there was a couple books in the trash. And Noah said, well, I guess it wasn't nothing good in that. They ain't worth reading. They're really not. They're just knowledge if they don't point you to Calvary. Knowledge can't do anything for you. The cross is what does everything for you. Amen. So we're going to read in Acts chapter 4 today, and I want to just read something to you before we get into the Scripture there. And if you don't have pencil and paper to write this down, go back and listen to it again. But I'm going to give you five things that you will experience or that the book of Acts gives the experience of if you're full of the Holy Spirit. That phrase, being full of the Holy Spirit, and then these things you can read about. I'm quickly going to bring, bring them out. You go back later and read them. But when you're full of the Holy Spirit, the, the, being full of the Holy Spirit is for speaking. It's for speaking. And you'll see that in Acts 2 and 4, Acts 4 and 8. It's for serving. The, 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 the early church needed people to serve tables because the apostles were to be in prayer and the Word. But notice the requirement for them to serve when you go back and study this out, and this is found in chapter 6, verse 3 of Acts, is that they had to be full of the Holy Spirit and Wisdom. Just because you're full of the Holy Ghost don't mean you're full of wisdom. Amen. A lot of folks full of the Holy Spirit think that they got all the wisdom now. No. You got filled with the Holy Spirit. And to prove it, you spoke with other tongues. But now you to keep walking in that through faith in the sacrifice. So it's for serving. It's for shepherding. That's Acts 11.24. It's for rebuking. Acts 13.9. And it's even for dying. Acts 7.55. Stephen being full of the Holy Spirit while he was being stoned said, Father, forgive them. You can't do that unless you're full of the Holy Spirit. You're throwing rocks back unless you're full of the Holy Spirit. Amen. So 
Those are five things that you'll find in the book of Acts that being full of the Holy Spirit brings forth. It's not what we've made it all these years. And let me say this this morning. About three years ago here on a Monday night in prayer, a prophetic word came forth as we were gathered in a circle and praying. Some of you may have been here. And the Lord spoke to us that night and said, I'm going to show you things in the future you've never heard, you've never been taught. But he said, don't worry, it'll be in the right context. You won't have to. And he said, don't be fearful to share it. How many of you believe you can be taught something you've never known? I hope you do. Because you didn't know the way of Calvary for daily living until you began to hear that. You didn't know how to live in victory over the sin nature. You did not know that. Paul did not know that until he was taught. Amen. Peter did not know that until he was taught and had to be reminded of it again. And the Lord is, he has sent the spirit of truth to guide us into all truth. Do you already know all truth? No, you don't. There's more truth to be found and as treasure and walked in with our feet in it. So just because you hear something you've never heard, you got a Bible. You got a Bible. It'll be in the Bible. It'll be in the context of the one who the Bible is about. Amen? Acts chapter 4, verse 1. And the reason I'm telling you this is because most of what we've seen under the title of Pentecost over the many all our lives hadn't been right. It hadn't been right. The purpose of, of, of the fullness of the Holy Spirit is to preach Jesus. That's why I said if all you got is the initial evidence that you were filled, which doesn't even mean that you still are filled. Oh, you thought just because you can speak in tongues that you're full right now? No. Oh, no. The early church, they were being saved and baptized with the Holy Spirit, full of the Holy Spirit. Well, who was James writing to when he said, if any of you lack wisdom, spirit-filled believers? Just because you're, you have been filled with the Spirit does not mean you are still filled with the Spirit. Amen. Y'all looking at me kind of funny this morning. I've seen Christians for years when they get convicted of sin sitting there in these purple chairs here, whatever color this is. I've seen them get convicted of sin and they start speaking in tongues like that's going to get them out of it. It ain't. It ain't getting you out of it. Matter of fact, when, you're, when you do that, you're actually deepening the hold of sin on your life. Because you think speaking in tongues is delivering you. And that's a law. And it can't. The blood of Jesus saves and delivers, period. Nothing else. When we add to it, Romans 7, 5 says that we go deeper under the control of the law, the sin nature. I've watched them do it for years. They, they get convicted of a sin in their life and they start speaking in tongues. It won't deliver you. Amen. Amen. Acts chapter 4. Quiet up in here this morning. That's all right. The other half of the congregation's at the lake, I guess. That's right. I, one of these days, I, I'll be gathered around the lake in heaven if you got one. 
River. Yeah. I won't be thirsty, though. Acts chapter 4, verse 1, And as they spoke unto the people, the priests... Now, now this story, lay it out here. This is after the Lord has healed this impotent, lame man being that way for 40 years. It's obvious. Everybody knew the man. He was a crippled man. He no longer crippled. You know the story. And they're all staring at Peter and John. Peter says, what, you looking at us like we did it? Like it was our goodness, our holiness. No, this, is, this was done by the power of Jesus. Today, the Lord starts healing folk. When he does, if he does somewhere, then people start looking at men. And instead of men saying what they need to say, boy, they feel good about this. No, no, no. You're full of the Holy Spirit. You're going to always point to Jesus. You're not going to point and boast in your ministry. You're going to point to Jesus. You're not going to point to nothing. But if you're if, not if you were, if you are full of the Holy Spirit, you're going to point to Christ. Every story, every message is going to have redemption in it. This is what God is doing when he can find a people to wake up and stay awake. So that's what's happened, and it's caused a great uproar, especially among the Sadducees and the religious people. That's the ones who always get upset is the religious people. Amen. The world's out there doing what the world does, and they don't give one iota about what you're doing. It's religious people who get upset with the truth. They ain't upset with the Bible, but they're upset with the truth of the Bible. Amen. And as they spoke unto the people, the priest and the captain of the temple and the Sadducees came upon them, being grieved that they taught the people and preached through Jesus through Jesus, through Jesus, the resurrection from the dead. They preached through Jesus, the resurrection from the dead. So this is not talking about Jesus. They're talking about being raised from the dead. This is talking about they preached through Jesus that you will be raised from the dead because he was. See, the Sadducees didn't believe in a bodily resurrection. They didn't believe in angels. They ain't in heaven. But we will be because we really already have been made sit together in heavenly places. We have been crucified with our Savior. We have been buried with him. We have been raised to newness of life with him. We have been made already to sit with him in heavenly places. It's a done deal, my friend. Look at this verse again. Being grieved that they taught the people and preached through Jesus the resurrection from the dead. That through Jesus, you will be resurrected from the dead if your faith is in a crucified, buried, and resurrected Jesus. But they're 
ministry, being full of the Spirit, was through Jesus. Remember, there's a scripture. Could we look at uh, uh, Romans eleven thirty six? A very powerful scripture. Romans eleven thirty six tells us, for of him and through him, of him, that means from him, and through him, and that means his cross. Because that's the only way anything goes through Christ is through his death at Calvary. He's the door. For of him and through him and to him are all things to whom be glory forever. Go to the very next verse, which is the first verse in the next chapter. I beseech you, therefore. What for? Therefore. See, there were no chapters and verses when this was written. This is one letter. All things are of him, through him, for him, to him, unto his glory. Therefore, I beseech you by the mercies of God that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service, which means your word of worship. Because reasonable is where the word logos, that's, that's the word that reasonable comes from is logos. Chastity loves that word. She talks about it a lot. That's what reasonable is pulled out of. That's the root word for reasonable is logos, the word. And service, the word is worship. It's your reasonable word of worship to present your body a living sacrifice unto God, which is the only way of holiness before God. Why am I talking about this right now? Because if Peter and John and the boys in the early church wouldn't have had their faith in a crucified Christ, they wouldn't have been preaching a resurrected Christ. See, the boldness and the confidence comes through faith in the sacrifice. Because the power of Pentecost is the cross. What happened on Pentecost is because of what happened on Calvary's Hill. And today, by the way, is, if you look it up, what do they call it? Today is Pentecost. Today is that 50th day since the Passover, literally, today. What is today? May the 29th, 28th? Now, there ain't nothing special about this day today. But there is something special about every day. Because Jesus is there visiting with you every morning of every day, trying to get you to look at one thing every moment of your day. Think about this. They preached through Jesus the resurrection from the dead. And so they laid hands on them and put them in hold. That means they arrested them, locked them up until the next day, for it was now evening. Howbeit many of them which heard the word believed. See, in the midst of chaos, when you refuse not to stop preaching the truth of Christ and Him crucified, that Jesus was raised from the dead because of what He did on the tree, some people going to get saved. Other people might lock you up. Other people might push you away. Other people might say there's more than this. There ain't nothing more in God's eyes than this. Amen. 
And it came to pass, oh, now let's read verse 4. How bit many of them which heard the word believed in the number of the men, which uh, was about 5,000. See, folk going to be mad when you preach the cross. They're going to be mad. The church today is mad when you preach the cross. It's an offensive message. Y'all need to be preaching love. Well, my Bible tells me that the manifestation of God's love is what he, he did in his son on Calvary's tree. If we're preaching the cross over here and it's an offense uh, and they're preaching love over there and that's not an offense, then that's not the message of love. That's the message of emotions and feelings called love. See how easy that was. See how simple that was. What about love, brother? Well, what about it? It's shed abroad in my heart. It's what allows me to keep preaching the message of the cross. Hallelujah. The message of God's love. Amen. Love rejoices in the truth. The truth is a man named Jesus and what he did at Calvary. Hallelujah. And it came to pass on the next day that their rulers and elders and scribes, you know, the big hierarchy, the hierarchy, and Annas, the high priest, and Caiaphas, and John, and Alexander, and as many as were of the kindred, in other words, those that thought they were somewhat, of the high priest were gathered together at Jerusalem. And when they had set them in the midst, they asked, By what power or by what name have you done this? Now, see, they already knew the answer to this. They're just trying to start some stuff. Then Peter filled with the Holy Spirit. You see that? Right here, right here, my friends, is where if you're not full of the Holy Spirit, you'll tuck your tail down. <laughs> I'm going over here with these. There ain't no trouble over here. I don't, you know, I don't want to make trouble. Right here, if you ain't full of the Holy Ghost, you'll melt away. And you'll go over there and speak in tongues for two hours just to try to prove to yourself you're full of the Holy Ghost. Full of the Holy Ghost, you'll speak by the Holy Ghost. Mm. This is where we are in the last few moments of this age. Are you ready for it? This is where we are. The great awakening. The world has its woke, and there's all these things out there called awakening, but if it ain't a, a laying hold of the crucified Christ, there ain't nobody waking up to nothing spiritual. Nobody. This is where we are. Will you be full of the Holy Ghost and walk with your Jesus? Then Peter, filled with the Holy Spirit, said unto them, You rulers of the people and elders of Israel. If we this day be examined of the good deed done to the impotent man, by what means he is made whole, be it known unto you and to all the people of Israel that by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom you crucified. Now wait a minute, boy, stirring up some stuff now. The latest. Thank you, something. Peter's full of the Holy. You ain't. You listen. You're not going to do this right here unless you're full of the Holy Ghost. Tell somebody, this man was healed by the man you killed. 
Be it known unto you all and to all people of Israel that by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom you crucified, whom God raised from the dead, even by him does this man stand here before you whole. This is the stone which was set at naught of you builders, which has become the head of the corner. See, what's he doing? He's quoting scripture. And he's preaching Jesus. Neither is there salvation. He's preaching salvation. Neither is there salvation in any other. For there is none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. Now when they saw the, what's that word? That's what you got when you get full of the Holy Ghost. If all you got is tongues and you ain't got boldness, my friend, you need to get filled again. You need, I, I'm going to say it again. If you, listen, when you get filled with the Holy Spirit, you get the evidence of speaking in other tongues. It comes with it. But so does boldness. You get boldness. Amen. Now, when they saw the boldness of Peter and John perceived that they were unlearned, which means uneducated and untrained and ignorant men. That's what you say about me. Well, he can't even talk right. God ain't interested that me and Patrick can't talk right. Who's them old ignorant fellas? <laughs> Where'd they come from? That's what to say. This man down there, I won't even tell you where it was at. <laughs> They, somehow, somehow the Lord wiggled away for me to get in and speak somewhere a few years ago, and this big, highfalutin, educated, suit-wearing guy come up and said, "Who are you, sir?" And I said, "I'm the speaker for today." And he says, "You are. Who are you?" And I told him, and he said, "Well, how did you come about speaking in here?" I knew right then, boy, this is gonna be something today. This is the boss. And I could tell by the way he was acting and looking that it was going to be interesting that day. And I told him, I said, uh, the cook in the kitchen called me and asked me if I'd speak today. And he just had this look on his face. And I'm like, and at that moment, I said, the Lord done got me in here. And I'm thinking, Lord. Lord, because I knew what the Lord's expecting, but I knew what they were expecting. And I had to make my mind up. Am I going to give this big auditorium full of people what they, all them suit-wearing, highfalutin religious folk back there, thought I should give them? Or was I going right there? Man, there was a lot of people there that day. I'm talking about a few hundred. Was I going to give them what the Lord So I preached the message. I made my mind up, just like in the Philippines. After the first service, the guy come up and said, now you probably don't need to say nothing anymore about the government of 12. There's people here who are in that. And there was a moment, a moment where I thought, Lord, I'm a long way from home. And then I told the guy right then, I said, but I'm probably going to because it's killing the church. 
And I preached that day. I preached like I do anywhere. It ain't going to be no different anywhere because it's the same gospel, same power, same Lord, same faith, same everything. In the first five minutes, they were sitting there like, who let him in here? I ain't kidding you. And then after, after things started moving forward, I could tell the Lord was moving and and then, and then we, you know, I said, I told him, I said, all the, and listen, y'all got to know me. And I think you do. I told him right there in front of all them suit wearing folks, I said, them steps they gave y'all, think that, 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 that them steps ain't going to deliver you. Jesus and what he did at Calvary will be the only thing that keeps you from coming back in here. And when it was over, I said, now, who wants to give their life to Christ today? Who, who wants to be forgiven and delivered from that old mess of sin? First one out of many, the first one, uh, a big old huge man wearing overalls, all his old hair hanging out everywhere around him, suspenders, and he just had both hands up, tears rolling down his face. And, boy, that encouraged me. So I just pressed on him. <laughs> And man, them hands started going up all over that place because them people ain't heard this. They not heard this. All these rules and regulations. No, you, you, if you're not full of the Holy Spirit when you go into a place like that, you'll cower to them. That's what happens really in the Spirit. But I bow the knee before one. And he gives the power and the message, and he gets the glory. If we're here looking for glory, you can get it. But you can't glorify God while you're getting any of it. Mm. And when they saw the boldness of Peter and John, perceived that they were unlearned and ignorant men, they marveled, and they took knowledge of them that they'd been with Jesus. Now, that's a bunch of them ignorant folk been with Jesus. We might be ignorant, brother, but the power, the power. And beholding the man which was healed standing with them, they could say nothing against it. But when they had commanded them to go aside out of the council, they conferred among themselves, saying, What shall we do to these men? For that indeed a notable miracle has been done by them is manifest to all them that dwell in Jerusalem, and we cannot deny it. But that it spread no further among the people, let us straightly threaten them that they speak from now on to no man in this name. And they called them. Let me say something today. It's 2,000 years later. The deception is much greater than this. When people die today, they all go into a better place. That's what everybody thinks anyway. Jesus said most people dying ain't going to no better place. You know something the Lord showed me this week? Out there in my little worship center at home, it's called the wood shop. The Lord was teaching me this week that when people die and go to hell, they die as unbelievers. That's what they are. They're unbelievers. 
as bad as hell is, if you, if you said, if you'll believe on Jesus, we'll let you out. They, they'd get out. They'd claim they believe it, but they, they would never believe on him. People think just because you go to hell, if, you, if they could ever get out, they'd be saved. They would never be saved. Because they're unbelievers. That's what they are from the deepest part of who they are. Even after 10,000 years in a lake of fire, they still would not believe enough to give their heart to Christ. No matter what kind of roughness they experience in hell, they are forever an unbeliever. If you could dump people in hell and let them out 30 days later and that'd save them, but it won't. They know the truth in hell, but they still won't submit to it because they're unbelievers. That's what they die as. That's what they are. That's what they will forever be. And even if they were turned loose again on this, in this world, they'd be unbelievers because that's what they are. Mm, they're liars, most to their own selves. Quiet up in here this morning. But where are we at here? And they called them and commanded them not to speak at all nor teach in the name of Jesus. But Peter and John answered and said, Now you won't do this if you're full of the Holy Ghost. If you're not full of the Holy Ghost, you're going to just, well, well, let's just, okay, let's just forget it all. We'll, we'll, let's love each other. This was a story of love right here. When you're standing in the truth, mixture comes in, you say, Hup! that's love. It's not ugly. It's not mean. The mixture is what's causing the division, not you who are saying, Hup! Amen. But Peter and John answered and said unto them, Whether it be right in the sight of God to hearken unto you, more than unto God, well, you judge. Because we cannot but speak the things which we've seen and heard. How about you this morning, Crossway Church? Are you still speaking the things you've seen and you've heard? Are you still speaking the things you've seen and you've heard? Are you still full of the Holy Spirit? Are you still full of the Holy Spirit? Because if you are, you're speaking the things you've seen and you've heard. So when they had further threatened them, they let them go, finding nothing how they might punish them because of the people. For all men glorified God for that which was done. For the man was above 40 years old on whom this miracle of healing was showed. And being let go, they went to their own company. They went back to their own gathering of people with like-minded faith and reported all that the chief priests and elders had said unto them. Mm. And, when, and when they heard that, they lifted up their voice to God with one accord and said, Lord you are God, which you have made heaven and earth and the sea and all in them is, 
who by the mouth of your servant David has said, Why did the heathen rage and the people imagine vain things? They are experiencing Scripture right now in this story. It is being carried out. Verse 26. The kings of the earth stood up and the rulers were gathered together against the Lord and against his Christ. That's what was happening then. That's what's happening now. For of a truth against your holy child Jesus, whom you have anointed both you have anointed both Herod and Pontius Pilate with the Gentiles and the people of Israel were gathered together. For to do whatsoever your hand and your counsel determined before to be done. So no matter what they're doing, God determined it before. And I need to be full of the Holy Ghost to make sure I'm standing on the right side with the right message. God is still asking his people who's on the Lord's side. Well, that sounds a little prejudiced. That sounds a little, no. Yeah, and that's why almost all Israel didn't come out. They probably had that liberal attitude. Well, they just think, that who, who's on the Lord's side? We all on the Lord's side. No, we ain't all on the Lord's side unless we're walking with our faith in that which pierced his side. Hmm. Verse 28, for to do whatever your hand and your counsel determined before to be done. And now, Lord, and now they're praying now. This is a prayer. You realize that now. They're praying now to the Lord. And he says, and now, Lord, behold their threatenings. God's seen it. But this is their praying. Lord, look at their threatenings and grant unto us, your servants, that with all boldness we might speak your word. We're not running from the problem. We run into it with the word. We're not running from the problems. We run into it with the word. If you're if you're full of the Holy Spirit. Hmm. If you're full of the Holy Spirit. Well, brother, they, no, no, no. Don't well, brother me. If you're full of the Holy Ghost, that means that you're going to be found standing in the truth even when others around you will not stand with you. Amen. And you will not be tolerant of things that are not the truth. you got to understand, when the Lord called Elijah to Mount Carmel to do what God did that day in that great story, Israel was even laughing at him. All the false prophets of Baal were laughing at Elijah. Who's this guy? And that's how Elijah appears. Just Elijah the Tishbite comes out of where? Where? That's how God raises people up. Who's that? They ain't nobody. Yeah. But it wasn't just the prophets of Baal that were laughing at Elijah. All of Israel was mocking him and laughing at him. And they didn't repent that day until the fire fell from heaven, lapped up all the sacrifice, even the multitude of waters they poured around it. They still didn't repent until the prophets of Baal were put to death. Elijah was full of the Holy Spirit. And the Spirit of Elijah is in the church today.
The spirit of Elijah is in the church today. You need to know that. Hmm. Let's read verse 29 again. And now, Lord, behold their threatenings and grant unto your servants that with all boldness they may speak your word. They didn't pray, Lord, give us a tunnel to get out of town. By stretching forth your hand to heal and that signs and wonders may be done by the name of your holy child Jesus. Now, now, this is a people who, be, who, who are full of the Holy Spirit. This is a people who are full of the Holy Spirit. Remember, we read Peter being full of the Holy Spirit. And now they've come back after their episode with these religious folks. They've come back to their company. They've come back to their gathering of like-minded believers. Now, watch this in verse 31. And when they had all prayed, the place was shaken where they were assembled together, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit. That means they were filled again. What we've made this is just, let's all just gather around the altar and get filled again. And we need to. We need to get filled again. We need to stay full. We never need to not be full. But if we gather around the altar to get filled, it's got to be because we're praying for boldness to speak the word. I need to be full to speak the word with boldness. In this time we're living in, things are changing. They're different. The church has gone asleep just like the world. you got to be full of the Holy Spirit, and it can't be full of the Holy Spirit like most preachers teach being full of the Holy Spirit. I don't need instructions on how to be filled with the Spirit. I just need to see it in the Word and say, that's mine. We just, we just make it about men. We make it about men. We need to be filled. Look, and when they had prayed, the place was shaken where they were assembled together. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit. And here it is again. And they spoke the word of God with boldness. That's what happens when you get full of the Holy Spirit. If all we got was tongues, we missed the boat. Being filled with the Holy Spirit is about Preaching and proclaiming, sharing, not necessarily from a place like this, but wherever you are. If you're full of the Holy Spirit, you're looking for an outlet. Facebook. There ain't nothing but one thing good on it. I tell Robin all the time, ain't, ain't nothing wrong with putting pictures of people on there and your dog or whatever you like to put on there. Nothing wrong with that. But, you know, I never did come over to your house and sit down and ask to look at all your pictures. I tell Robin, no, I didn't, I didn't never go. Not, hey, can we come in and look at your photo album? I mean, I see the pictures and I post pictures too. But there ain't but one good thing on Facebook. And that's the gospel. If you're full of the Holy Spirit, let me say it this morning. I don't care who of you don't like it. If you're full of the Holy Ghost, you're looking for an outlet. You're looking for an outlet. 
Not with your own thoughts and your own opinions. If you're full of the Holy Spirit, you're looking for a place to share. And five days from now, when you say, I'm still looking, I'm going to say, no, you need to get filled with the Holy Spirit because if you're looking, the Lord will open the door. Amen. You need to get full of the Holy Spirit. You need to get full of the Holy Spirit. This is not one of them churches that this is all we talk about, but we have to talk about it. If your faith is properly placed in Christ and Him crucified, you're going to want to be filled with the Holy Spirit. Because the Holy Spirit is going to uh, urge you and lead you to be filled with Him. And when He fills you, when you're filled with the Spirit, you're going to be filled with what He is now filling you with, which is truth. Truth. Not just sweet little words put in sweet little ways. It's just going to be straight truth that points you to Calvary. Listen, if you're listening to people share scripture that ain't pointing you to Calvary, you're just the, all these doing, all the, this is vibrating right here. These ears are just vibrating, but it ain't going on in here. You know how I know? Because it can't change you. Scripture can't change you unless you're beholding the image you have to be looking at to go from glory to glory to be changed. See, we've been, we've been wrong. Can you admit we've been wrong? I had to admit that to even start this church. I had to admit that to believe what I was hearing about the cross. I had to, I had to admit to myself I've been wrong. You can't go by your experiences. You have to go by Scripture. At the end of the day, your experience. Peter was on the Mount Transfiguration. You know, that is what he was referring to when he says, yeah, that, but we have a more sure word of prophecy. No matter what my experience was, I still got a Bible. At the end of the day, my experience ain't. It's what's written in this book. People swinging all over the chandeliers today because it's Pentecostal day. They ain't going home with nothing. They're not going home with nothing. Well, who are you? They're not going home with nothing if they're not beholding the Lamb. They're not going home with anything of God. Matter of fact, Jesus is knocking on their door wanting back into fellowship. If you're, going to be full, if you're full of the Holy Spirit, you're going to be pointing people to what He's pointing people to. Amen. We receive messages every week, I do, from people who are being blessed from this great gospel focus of this church, the great gospel focus of Crossway Church. As Paul wrote to the church in Rome and said, your faith has been heard of abroad, we could say the same for Crossway Church. Your faith is being heard of abroad. Faith in the cross, unmovable faith in the cross. You can be full of the Holy Spirit. This place, they, Peter was already full of the Holy Spirit, but the place was shaken and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit again. This tells me that we all need to be filled again. And again, we have to stay full of the Holy Spirit.
And that doesn't mean that we just speak in tongues to prove I still am. No, my friends. The proof that you're initially filled is that you speak in tongues. The proof that you stay full is that you have boldness to preach the gospel to your kids, to whoever. I talk to my mama every week, and we always talk about Scripture. We always talk about Scripture because there ain't nothing better to talk about. And every once in a while, it starts moving in that avenue where change gets to be the topic. You know, we can be changed. We don't have to stay the way we are. And she says to me, you're not preaching to me, are you? And I always, listen, I always, because it's happened multiple times, say the same thing, Mama. I'm just telling you what the Bible says. But you're going to be telling somebody, that ain't right. That ain't right. I was recently in Naples, Florida, ministering there a few services. And when I was ministering, Saturday night, I had no idea. There was a lot of people there. I had no idea. I was up there talking about the wrong Jesus. There are many wrong Jesuses today. Many. And I said, if you got a Jesus that has a divine mother that tells you you need to be going to a priest and getting him to forgive you of your sins or tell you what you can do, I said, that ain't the Jesus the Jesus of the Bible. And, after, and the next morning, or after that service that night, somebody told me, said, that man that was sitting over there all really dressed up in kind of weird stuff, they said, he was Catholic, he's a priest. And I said, well, he needed to hear it, I guess. I don't apologize. You got to be full of the Holy Spirit. And if you're full of the Holy Spirit, that's why the early church didn't have a problem. They didn't contemplate. Well, you know, Paul met them boys on the road and said, have you received the Holy Spirit since you believed? And they said, no, we ain't heard of such. Man, they prayed for him right there. They'd give a week lecture on it. Didn't give no instructions on how it's going to happen. They laid hands on them, prayed for them. They wanted what they heard was out. They got, they got the fullness of the Holy Spirit. I've told you many times, the first time I heard somebody speak in other tongues, I was like, what in the world's that? So I went and got this right here because it was a preacher. And I heard him speaking something. So I went and got my Bible. Well, sure enough, there it is, my goodness. He's got it. It's here. That's for me. So I wanted it. I wanted to be full. I wanted to be full. The fullness of the Holy Spirit's not even about tongues. Some said, someone said, uh, why didn't Jesus speak in tongues? Because he had the Spirit without measure. He didn't need that. You need to be full of the Holy Spirit. But you know the only people who are interested in being full of the Holy Spirit are the people who are interested in carrying this message. reason Christians don't get full of the Holy Spirit because they ain't got no intention on carrying this message. Now, I won't deny it if they push my back up against the wall and force me to tell them I'm a Christian. But being full of the Holy Spirit, 
you know, speaking in other tongues, being full of the Holy Spirit and having boldness to preach the gospel. When somebody sitting across the table says that homosexuals are born that way and you say, well, no, they're not. Oh, yes, they are. I heard it on the news. Oh, no, they're not. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I heard it. Doctors, scientists, they're about to prove homosexuals are born that way. And I said, well, no, no, they're not. The Bible says. I was full enough at that moment to say that and hoping that I was going to be full enough to finish because I did not have a clue what I was going to say after that. But I tell you, if you want to be a part of what God's doing, you can be. And I wanted to be. I did not want people to sit there and keep thinking that. And the lie about that is greater now than ever before. But I said, well, the Bible says, when I said that, every head in that place bowed but one. We wasn't praying. But somebody was there full of the Holy Spirit, not ashamed to tell the truth. See, boast is not in me. I was full of someone else. I'd have been full of myself. If I'd have been full of myself, I'd have said, okay, well, maybe, I don't know. We'll see. No, no, no. You're full of the Holy Spirit. And I didn't know what I was going to say, but just a few seconds, and I was praying on the inside, Lord, what now? And I said, well, the Bible says, and I'd already said that, and I said, well, the Bible says that homosexuality is an abomination to God. And the Bible says that children are an inheritance unto the Lord. That means God won't create for himself an inheritance. That's an abomination. People are not born homosexual. They're born sinners, but they're not born homosexual. God didn't make them that way. That's where I should have got a big amen right there. And the times we're living in, you're going to have to be full of the Holy Spirit if you're going to be living for God and, and, and have power for ministry that we're all called to. We're all called to ministry. We're all called to minister to our kids. We're all called to minister to our spouses. I thank God for some of y'all spouses. If you didn't have them, you'd done left this church. God done showed me. If it wasn't some of y'all, if you wasn't married who you married to, you'd done been gone. Hallelujah to the Lamb. Thank God somebody's holding on. Don't think I don't know. I'm the pastor. You got to be full. Do you want to be full this morning? You ain't got to wait till you get home and be full. Well, I'll think about being like Pharaoh. Act like old dumb Pharaoh. Well, I don't know when you want them frogs gone. How about tomorrow? How about now? Now faith is not tomorrow. Do you want to be full? When somebody starts asking you questions about the Bible, do you want to have the fullness of the one who can answer them? When somebody's telling things that are wrong and why we need to let these, this stuff go on, it's not of God, not of the Bible. We, do you want to have the one who can fill you with the truth and the boldness and confidence you need to have to say what needs to be said? Because it ain't never about you. It's about the truth. And if we care anything about people, 
The only answer we have to minister to the people, to express the life of Christ to the people, is if we're beholding that which we're being delivered unto always, which is the death. If I'm not yielded to that, I can't minister Christ to you. I can sound good, I can put on a good show up here, I can cry a little or tell stories, but if I'm not experiencing the death of Christ, I have no avenue of expressing his life. That's what my Bible teaches me. I don't care what men say, well, Brother Curtis, I see that, but you know, really, no, I'm not listening to you. At all. None. If you see it in the Bible, that's what we're going with or we're not going anywhere together. Because one of us is not full of the Holy Spirit and they'd claim it would be me because I just won't be in unity with folk. But I'm not going, I can't be in unity with anybody that's not in the unity of the faith of the Son of God. Amen. Just because, you know, there's a lot, most of the church today is in a place where Jesus is knocking to get on the door back into fellowship with them. Should I just go in there with them because I love them? Or should I keep preaching what I'm preaching because I love them? So they can experience the same thing I did, a wake-up call by God. I say it all the time. You got to get mad before you ever get glad, honey. You got to get mad before you get glad. I, I see people getting mad. Good. That means they're on the way to being glad. Maybe. Everybody gets mad, don't end up glad, but thank God. Some do. You got to get mad before you get glad. And believe me, it ain't you being mad at me. This man told me the other night, he said, I, I like it here. I like truth. He said, you irritate me. I said, it ain't me. It ain't me irritating you. I told him. I, I wasn't talking to him any smart way, but I said, your issue is with the Lord, not me. Your issue is with the Lord. It's not with me. You know, people throw rocks at God. They just hit the preachers. That's part of it. That's part of it. That's true, ain't it, Dale? All, all that stuff you've had to... Go through trying to share the gospel when you used to work on your job. All them stories you used to tell me. They were throwing rocks at God. They just hit you upside the head. It's just like Stephen. The stoning of Stephen. The rocks were hitting them. But they were being thrown at God. And as a spirit-filled believer, he could see Christ standing for him in heaven. And he could be in prayer for those very ones stoning him. Why? Not just because he was a Christian, but because he was a Christian full of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. You can be filled with the Holy Spirit. You don't have to be in a church service to be filled with the Holy Spirit. But we are here now in a service. We are gathered together, us who are here, those you're with us even online. So this morning, we can be filled before we leave the building. Amen. Amen. So when you're sitting at the pizza hut, 
and somebody says something or you ask them some question, kind of like Keith Babin that time. I asked the person, was he a Christian? They said, no. He said, why not? And they told him, because I believe this. And Keith Babin said, well, what authority are you holding, are you trusting that's telling you that? you got to be full of the Holy Spirit to do that. Amen. To stand. To be in situations that are, my Lord, uncomfortable. Uncomfortable. Listen, if you're full of the Holy Ghost, you won't go home mad if you don't get a hug from the preacher. You could care less. Because you're full of something more important. God, let me say this, and I'm going to quit. The Lord has called this local church to stand in the glorious grace of Christ. To be determined to know nothing but Christ and Him crucified. That's not just some cute little slogan. That, In God's eyes, that's a reality of utmost importance. And if you want to be full of the Holy Spirit... That's what he's called us to, to be determined to know nothing else, to be full of the Holy Spirit so that he can use us in these last few moments of our lives. What a privilege it is. What a privilege it is. God's not looking for big churches and big numbers. God's not looking for anything but, listen, a broken heart and a contrite spirit. And he can't find that except at the foot of the cross. He can't find it in tears. He can find it at the foot of the cross. Stand with me this morning, please, if you can. Hallelujah to the Lamb. Worthy is the precious Lamb of God. Thank you, Lord, for your presence and your power this morning. Thank you, Lord, that we're still living Lord, in the times of your prophetic revelation unfolding, the end times, the end time that has come upon us, the end of the ages that are upon us, Lord. Lord, that was written 1,900 years ago. So I know the door is about to close. The curtain is about to be pulled. Your bride is about to be taken home to meet its precious husband. Lord, I'm asking you to fill us with the Holy Spirit this morning. I'm asking you, Lord, to stir in our hearts a desire to be full of the Holy Spirit, a desire to be a minister. Lord, we know it's not with the tone of our voice. It's simply with just our voice that we speak. Lord, it's not an entertainment. It's not a show. It's just a boldness and a confidence that we have that you give us. Because we're full of you, full of a desire, your desire to share the truth of your Son for the souls of many that are in our world today. Thank you, Lord, for showing us what true love is. Thank you for giving us grace while everything is being shaken that's not a part of your kingdom. Lord, might we be found with grace that is sufficient. Grace that is sufficient. Hallelujah.
If you want to be filled this morning, lift your hands where you are. Lift your hands where you are. Lord, I want to be filled with your Spirit again today. I want to be filled with your Spirit again today. I'm asking you, Lord, what the early church asked for, the same thing. Oh, Lord, boldness to speak your word in this prophetic time in which we live. These last days, these last moments, Lord, fill us this morning. Fill us this morning with your Holy Spirit that our hearts would be full of confidence. Oh, full of boldness that we can obtain at the throne of God where the Lamb is seated at the right hand, your right hand. Lord, I thank you this morning. Hallelujah to the Lamb. Hallelujah to the Lamb. Thank you, Lord, for this great salvation. Thank you for this great focus. Thank you for the truths that you are constantly showing us. More truth, more of this all truth that you've promised that the Spirit of truth would guide us into, teaching us the the way. Oh, teaching us the way of your footsteps. Oh, the way of righteousness. Oh, Lord, thank you for the boldness and the confidence that we need. Thank you, Lord, that we don't ever need to wonder if it's a proper time. Thank you, Lord, for open doors. Thank you for seasons and times that may seem to be out of season. Thank you this morning. We want to be full of your spirit, full of you, full of your desire, full of your purpose. The reason we're here beyond our family, beyond, Lord, everything that is nothing but the natural, good things though they be, the higher calling, the higher calling, the eternal calling, that which has eternal value. Lord, give us that power this morning. Fill us with the Holy Spirit. Fill us with the Spirit of truth. Fill us, Lord, with a desire, a desire to serve, a desire to shepherd, a desire to love, a desire to forgive. Fill us, Lord. Fill us with the Spirit of our Savior, our Jesus. Fill us with His Spirit this morning. Oh, show us, Lord God, the truths that our feet must be found in. Our feet must be found in so that we won't have to be hearing a knock on the door, but rather you'll be seated at the dining table with us, supping with us, Lord. Not based on what we do, not based on what we think, but based on our faith in the sacrifice. Oh, the filling of the Holy Spirit. We thank you for the gift of tongues and the gift of interpretation, the prophetic gift, the discerning of spirits gift. Lord, we thank you for faith. We thank you for all the gifts of the Holy Spirit, Lord. The gift of the word of wisdom, the word of knowledge. And I pray, Lord, that as you begin to find the people who will be filled with your spirit, with the right desire that comes with that feeling. 
Lord, the gifts of your Holy Spirit would be experienced more. And just like the early church prayed, the reason they wanted confidence to speak your word is because they knew when your word was spoken with boldness, oh, this Jesus was preached that signs and wonders of his hand would take place. Miracles and healings would take place by his hand. That is, Lord, why we ask for boldness, that we would see lost souls saved, a wandering church come home. Lord, in signs and wonders and miracles, we would see with our very own eyes at the preaching, the boldness and the confidence that we have. Lord, not to allow leaven of any sort, but to stand fast in this gospel to stand fast in this truth that the power of this truth may be seen where you minister it through us in every setting that we find ourselves in. If you want prayer this morning, I encourage you to come to these altars. I know it's a little past time, but God really, He's not really concerned about what time it is. If you need prayer this morning, Your plans, they don't surpass the importance of what's happening right now. They never do. Lord, we just believe you this morning. We trust you this morning, Lord, for your touch upon our brother here. We thank you, Lord, for your touch. And that above all things, Lord, above all the desires that he has for personal things he'd like to see you do I pray that the greatest desire in his heart would be that he's found drawing near to you that you might be found drawing near to him that he would be filled with your spirit and have words filling his heart the word of truth on the job at home that he would be about your mission your mission your mission your mission in the name of Jesus. We thank you this morning for your favor upon this family. We thank you, Lord, for filling them with the Holy Spirit. We thank you, Lord God, for the blessings and the testimonies of past days. But we're looking for new ones now. We're looking for new ones now. You're the God of today, not just yesterday. The God of today, the God who works miracles, the God who heals, the God who still uses us if we're breathing. So I thank you for filling this man and this woman with your spirit today and using them mightily. Using them mightily in the days ahead, Lord. Full of you. Full of your truth. Full of your purpose. And we thank you for your touch upon their bodies and their minds. I thank you, Lord, for wholeness. Wholeness by the power of the name of Jesus. The power in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Oh, pray with us this morning. Oh, there's a breakthrough this morning. There's a breakthrough this morning. Sometimes we're scared of that word because we misused it in times past. 
Ghost. But when we see Calvary in a greater way with greater clarity, there's always a breakthrough that which was hindering. And I thank you this morning, Lord, for filling us with the Holy Spirit, filling us with boldness and confidence, Lord, that fear would not keep our mouths closed. But, Lord, the fullness of your desire in our heart would open our mouths and with confidence we would share the truth of Jesus. Hallelujah. Not being concerned about the cost because you've already paid for it. The cost even of our consequences. Oh, we thank you, Lord. I thank you that the disciples and the apostles knew that, that it had already been paid for. They were satisfied with whatever the consequences would be with sharing the truth. So they just settled for what you desired, which was to feel them. And Lord, settle for your judgment and that they would share what their eyes had seen and their hands had handled. And so we choose that same today. What we've seen, what we've heard, that is what we will share, the great truth of our Savior. In the mighty name of Jesus, we thank you, Lord, for this day. For on this day, we find our faithful God doing in us what he's always done, drawing us near, giving us a greater confidence, a greater boldness, a greater wisdom, Lord, that we might walk in this great truth of Christ crucified, that when strings of our flesh and the enemy try to pull on us, we'll look at what's already happened to our flesh, that it's already been crucified. It's already been crucified. And now we have the truth to walk after the Spirit. I thank you for filling us again today with your Spirit, giving us the gifts of the Holy Spirit that we might magnify Christ our Savior and glorify you, our Heavenly Father. I thank you for filling us with the Holy Spirit. Filling us with the Holy Spirit today. Thank you, Lord, for filling us with the Holy Spirit. We, Lord, we choose to believe that what is written in the Bible, in the early church, is for us. It's for our latter church experience. So we today ask to fill us. Fill us with the Holy Spirit. Fill us that we'd be full of your Spirit. Oh, the Spirit that filled Christ and led Him to the cross and through the cross that we might bear forth even the marks of His death in our body. Hallelujah. For the sake of a dying and lost world and a backslidden church. Oh, I thank you, Lord, for your healing hands in this place. Sending your people home today without the spirit of infirmity hindering them that they came into this place with today. I thank you for wholeness that only your miracle working hands can bring about. I thank you for the steadfastness of your love. The steadfastness of your love that fills our hearts constantly. We praise you, Lord. We praise you. We praise you for this power that you've given us to become the children of God day by day, becoming more like you, looking into that mirror where we see that glorious image that you are conforming us into. And we can watch the very process take place.
as the flesh is denied and the new hidden inner man is allowed to live to glorify the one who created him in his own image. Oh, we thank you today for the power of the cross, the power of the Holy Spirit. We ask you, Lord God, as we leave this place today, that you would open doors for this boldness we have, this confidence that we have to be shared. Oh, to be shared. In Jesus' name we ask it all. Amen and amen. Hallelujah to the Lamb. God bless you richly. I love you. I'll see you Wednesday evening.